For Pride Month, which was in June, one of our listeners, Chrissy, set up a fundraiser for Point Foundation, but she's planning to go ahead and leave it up for the rest of 2021. So please join in and donate if you can. The Point Foundation helps LGBTQ plus students achieve their goals of higher education with financial assistance, mentoring, leadership programming, and more. Your generosity helps Point provide scholarships and vital programs to a new generation of LGBTQ plus leaders. If you'd like to donate, go to our Instagram, Who's the Boss Podcast, and the link is in our bio. It's listed as Chrissy's Pride Foundation. Don't you just hate the way men take you for granted? Yeah. Never asking what you want to do. Yeah. Always thinking that they're right. Yeah. Never admitting that they're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and when they are, it's always our fault. Oh, tell it, sister. <laughs> everyone welcome back to ao oa who's the boss podcast i'm tori i'm kevin we are here to rewatch and discuss every single episode of who's the boss today we're going to cover season five episode six the title is double dump it first aired on tuesday december 6 1988 and the tv guide summary says Advice from Angela prompts Mona and Samantha to have a night out on the town after mm. being dumped by their steadies. Ooh. Yeah. That's not at all what I have here. No. <laughs> oh, you've got... Th- okay, go ahead. Read it. Well, okay. Jesse Nash is warmly welcomed back by Tony after an ecologist's boat trip. However, he met a fellow idealist girl and politely dumps selfish Sam, who acts aloof. When Mona gets stood up too, a week of men bashing follows. Finally, the celibacy convert... Converts. Celibacy converts, thank you. Go out for a girls-only night together and regain perspective. So the controversy is that they... The summary describes both of them as celibacy converts. But as far as we know, Samantha is celibate. Now, Mona, on the other hand. Yes. Plus, Samantha's still a child. Although, it's not unusual that a 16-year-old now or in the 80s would have been having sex. But as far as we know, Samantha is not having sex with anyone. Yeah. So let's just... uh, But again, I think these are translated. So maybe it was like something, you know... That, yeah, that just, translated yeah, to the word lost in, Something is lost in translation. <laughs> yes. Okay, so this episode was written by Eric Gilliland. This is his first episode of three. So he, write, he wrote Double Dump. He will write Men Are People 2. Men Are, oh, men are People 2. T-O-O, not the number two. What, what's wrong? Uh, nothing. That name is familiar. Eric Gill. Well, the reason why I think... Because, um... And the cat is just screaming in the background. Get out of here, I fed you. I think the reason you think the name is familiar is because of Richard Gilliland. Who, oh, okay. And I looked up to see if they were related, and as far as I can tell, they are not. Oh, okay, all right. But Richard Gilliland was an actor um, and the husband of Gene Smart, who okay. recently passed away at the beginning of I 2021. See. You're right. Okay. Yeah. That's why then. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So Eric wrote a total of three episodes, Double Dump, Men Are People 2, and then Super Mom Burnout. I look forward to those other episodes that I knew nothing about. When this episode opens, Samantha comes flying in the kitchen door, and she's very excited because Jesse's going to be back in five minutes. Now, we haven't heard from Jesse. I know. Or out about Jesse. We haven't even heard the word Jesse, the name, since prom night two, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's because when they're breaking these episodes out or like they're doing the season, they don't have the whole like i don't know that they necessarily know that jesse's going to be back yeah, until right, they exactly. decide this story idea so maybe they just they don't bring them up to like leave it open yeah. yeah 
She's like, he's going to be here in five minutes. I got to go upstairs, wash my face, put on a new sweater. So when the doorbell rings, please answer the door. Thanks so much. And then she's like, okay, bye, and runs away. Right. <laughs> and Tony says, from now on, we buy only caffeine-free cola. <laughs> and Angela's in the kitchen, too. And she's like, oh, the boyfriend returns from the sea. The sea. <laughs> how adventurous. I mean, how romantic. What? Nothing. No, oh. nothing. <laughs> Just funny. And Tony's like, of course Angela's making this very romantic. Oh, yeah. And Tony's like, how smelly. He was in the Atlantic sucking up oil slicks. Mm. So he was on some sort of volunteer goodwill uh, field trip. Yeah. Now Mona walks in. She's all dressed up. Yep. This is the episode of Boyfriends We Haven't Heard Of in a while. So then she's like... Uh, what do you think? And Tony's like, oh, you look beautiful. And then he says, nice gams. Gams. Legs. I looked it oh. up. It's a slang for legs, especially attractive female legs. Oh, nice gams. Nice it does gams. not sound attractive. No, it makes me think of yams. Yeah, exactly. Gams. Which makes me think of sweet good. potatoes, which make me not think of sexy legs. Yeah, why you? That's a lot that you. <laughs> Yams, gams. Well, it always yams, goes to food, of course. But I then, know, like, I'm funny. picturing sweet potatoes as okay. legs, yeah. you know? No, no I, I see what you're saying now. And that's not attractive. She is dressed to go out on a date with Max. Who oh, knew Max. Max was still around? I know. Around? I thought Max was a done... Yeah, I thought gone. she dumped him after um, they, she d- didn't want to marry him. Yeah, right. so... <laughs> well, I think she just kept him around. Uh, yeah. So she yeah. says that this is... Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. She's going over her outfit, and she's like, "Do you, what do you think? How do I look? And Angela says, I love that outfit. And Mona's like, I don't know. Just something isn't right. And Angela's like, I really love the scarf. And she's like, oh, that That's was it. it. Yeah. She takes the scarf off. Mona says this is the first anniversary of their fourth kiss. First. Wow, who keeps yeah. track of that? Well, Angela says, what's so special about that? And she says it lasted two days. Oh, there you go. So it's the first anniversary of the first time they had sex, probably. For two days. For two days. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's no spring chicken. No, good. I mean, yeah, there might have been some um, medical uh, intervention back there then? to help him. Oh, no. Really? They didn't have Viagra in the 80s? I don't 80s? remember. I have no idea, to be honest with you. <laughs> Cialis? I don't know. Something. No, nothing. All right. I don't All know right. Viagra, but Viagra. Spanish fly? I don't know. Isn't that like... Spanish fly, right. <laughs> so Tony's leaving the kitchen and he says, Mona, keep an eye on my buns. He's got something in the oven. Mm. <laughs> and Mona instead stares at his tushy as he walks out of the kitchen. Yeah. And then Mona. Angela gets up and steps in between them, like, stop looking at my man's tushy. Right. But really, she's like, stop sexually harassing the man that we pay as our housekeeper, who is also our friend (laughs) and someone we love. Look at Angela's outfit. I know. I don't understand what's happening. It's a sweater set. I know, but it may... I don't know how to say this nicely, but it doesn't... It's not... It doesn't make her look... Good. <laughs> it's not a uh, flat. Not flattering. Not flattering. Okay, that's what I'm looking for. It kind of reminds me of UFOs. UFOs. Um, yeah, like the little gray things in the sky. Oh, yeah, it I looks like so. they're it's like a little UFO. Well, I know what a UFO is. <laughs> no, I'm saying little gray little, thing in the sky. <laughs> I'm saying the gray shapes on the sweater yeah, right, look yes, like yeah. little. I think they're supposed to be like clouds, sky. though. Yeah, probably. It also kind of reminds me of like a video game. Yeah, like okay. I'm waiting for Super Mario to come popping in there and yeah, bounce no. on one of those rocks. Yeah, very interesting. I don't think I like it. Very no. large shoulder pads. So Tony runs into the living room and he answers the door. Jesse is standing there. Ahoy, matey. He oh, yes, he says, ahoy, matey. Welcome ashore. Boy, am I happy to see you. Oh, boy, Sam is going to be happy to see you. Right. Um. And I think you had it right the first time. Though. I did. He was happy to see. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying. No, you're that. right. I think you're right. But it does say Sam is ha- going to be happy to see you. But I'm oh, saying. Oh, I, I see think, what you're saying. I thought you said right. That. Oh, no, no, yes, I don't. Exactly. Sorry. I'll now, just stop talking. <laughs> there are two things we noticed here. What's that? One. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're you're S- getting. At. Yeah, Scott Bloom has grown about four inches. I mean, it's since uh, it's insane. He's <laughs> yes. probably. And we went back and looked tonight. We did, yeah. Um, his first episode. On, uh, on uh, what was the name of that episode? New Kid in New Town. New Kid in Town. He's probably about two or three inches shorter 
than Tony Danza. Yeah. And I would say here he's about two or three inches taller. Yeah. Or would you think more? I, mean, I don't know. Not more. I, I he's would say definitely like about two inches tall. taller than Tony Danza here. Oh, yes. yeah. For sure. And then the other thing. And his mullet's is about two or three inches longer. Yes, <laughs> the sweet mullet. Yeah. It is aggressive. So he's like, great to see you, Tony. Um, I mean, I mean Mr. Maselli. And Tony's like, what? Mr. Maselli? What are you talking about? It's me, Jesse. I'm your pal. You know, I'm Tony. And Jesse says, I, I would be more comfortable with Mr. Maselli. So Tony's suspicious now. He's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, I can't really explain it. Because Jesse doesn't want to tell his girlfriend's dad that he's right. breaking up with her before he right. tells his girlfriend. So, but Tony keeps pushing it, of course, in Tony style. And he's like, you know, we're buddies. You can tell me anything. If something is eating at you, I want to know about it. And he says, I'm breaking up with Sam. Mm. Then Tony puts him in a headlock <laughs> and says, what are you talking about? And he's, Jesse's like. Oh, I like he says, that's Mr. Maselli. Right, yeah, because Jesse's like, I'm sorry, Tony. He says, that's Mr. Maselli <laughs> to you. All of a sudden, right. it's all changed. <laughs> so, Jesse says, I just felt like it was the end of our relationship. Uh. And then Tony's like, well, is it me? <laughs> Which, you know, isn't that far off base. It right. could be Tony. It really in could In some be. situations. It yeah. really could be. And Jesse's like, no, no. But Tony says, I can change, really. <laughs> I promise. And Jesse says, I found someone else. So now Tony oh. sits down. Jesse explains that she was on the same boat with him and they share a lot of the same dreams and the sh- same goals and the fervent commitment to world peace and mm. international harmony. Okay. Which Tony says, who cares? Right, yeah. Who cares? What about my Samantha's feelings? <laughs> this does suck. It does. Getting broken does. up with always sucks. Now, Samantha comes downstairs looking adorable. I really like the, I mean, the jeans that she has on look like jeans that you could wear today. Yeah, that's true. Because the high waist is back and I feel like they're not super skinny. No. Uh, so yeah, I feel like these are back in style right now. Even the, the sweater's not Yeah. Off. the I would say the pattern of the sweater, not so much, but the cut of the sweater for sure you could get away with today. So she comes downstairs and she's like, I've missed you. She gives him a big hug and he hugs her back. And then um, she's like, okay, dad, like you can leave the living room now. So he gets up and he's like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll be right in the kitchen. You know, I'm right over here if you need me. Just right behind this mm-hmm. door. So Sam's thinking that he's worried they're going to start making out. So she says, we're not going to do anything. And he says, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so then he goes into the kitchen and he says, my baby's getting dumped. Mm. He tells Angela and Mona that. Yep. So he sits down and then they cut back to Jesse and Samantha in the living room. She's like, I'm so excited you're here. I have so many plans. First, we're going to go over to Bonnie's. And then Jesse kind of cuts her off and he's like, before you make any other plans, I have to talk to you. She says, happy talk or uh-oh talk. And then just by the way, he's pausing. She knows. And she's like, uh-oh. They intercut this between them and then back in the kitchen. So in the kitchen, Angela's like, poor Sam. She's been looking forward to Jesse coming home for weeks. And Tony's like, I knew Even though we've not heard anything at all. (laughs) Yes. We haven't seen any of this excitement. But while we weren't looking, Sam was very excited for Jesse to come home. Yeah. He's like, I knew she was too young to get involved. I should have never let her start dating until she got married. Until she got married. Then Mona says, I think you can only do that in Utah. Tony says, this is tragic. And let me tell you something. The first breakup is a killer. Mm. But Angela's like, no, it's the third. <laughs> Angela <laughs> has experience with this. She's like, the first one hurts, you know, but it's just one of those things. And then the second one, you figure it's bad luck. Then the third, you start to think it's you. And Mona says, it was you. Thanks, Mom. Mm. Always. Yeah. But Mona gets up. She's like, don't worry about this, Tony. You know, she'll be over this in no time. Just needs a little time to heal. He says, you really think so, Mona? And she's like, sure. She'll be back in the saddle and riding the range again. Oh, yeah. So that's a reference to the back in the saddle again uh, lyrics by Gene Autry. Oh, okay. Or song by Gene Autry. Yes. Because in the song, he the lyrics are, I'm back in the saddle again, and then... In the second verse, he says, riding the range once oh, more. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
And then he, so then Tony says, whoa, Traeger, I don't want her trails to be that happy. Let's see. And then that's another song. Right. Happy Trails. Happy Trails. And who's Trigger? I don't even know. Trigger, I think is, it, it's, was is that, that the horse, Roy Rogers' horse or some, somebody's horse? Okay. I don't know. That's, yeah. I mean, there's different songs, but kind of like that same. It's like that same old Western right, right. song. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, they all blend into each other. Right. But uh, Tony doesn't want Samantha to be riding any range. So no. He mean, right. <laughs> Back and he doesn't want her back in any saddles. Right, no. So he wants her to stay away from saddles, stay ranges. away from cowboys, horses, anything. All that stuff. Now upstairs, Sam's putting clothes away in the closet. Okay, so not only are those jeans adorable, but they're the old like guest jeans with the triangle I on know. the back pocket. Those are my favorite back in the day. Yes, those were coveted. I probably really wanted a pair of those. Yep. Um, so she's putting clothes away and he, Tony comes in and he says that he's made some manicotti for her, which I didn't look that up, but I'm assuming it's What'd something with pasta, manicotti, something with, Man- well, manicotti is a pasta dish, right? Yeah, I think so. Pasta with, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. going to guess. It's like some kind of cheese Ricotta situation. cheese and sauce. Yeah. <laughs> and he asks her if she wants some. She's like, no, thanks. And she's like, I'm pretty busy. I've got a week's worth of clothes to put away. So that's what she's doing. He must bring her clothes to the room, and then she just leaves them all over the place instead of putting them away like a child. And he's like, it's actually two weeks, but, you know, who's counting? Mm. So he wants to talk about Jesse, and she doesn't. So we've noticed this pattern with Sam where she has a real avoidance to anything that has to do with feelings. But I can't say I blame her because yeah. the girl's had a lot of tragedy in her life and not a lot of therapy. Right, right. <laughs> so this is how Sam deals with stuff. She doesn't want to talk about it. And he's like, you know, I just, I know that you're upset. She's like, you know, these things happen. And she says, actually, I'm relieved. I was going to give him his walking papers, but he just beat me to it. Oh, is that right? Right, yeah. You could tell by how excited she was jumping down the stairs. But she can't let, you know, she's got to be tough, and she can't let anyone know that how hurt she, mm-hmm. she actually is here. Tony's like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess it's good. You'll have more time to spend with your friends, more time to spend with me. And then she gives him a look, and he's like, okay, well, with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm actually really excited. Now, if you don't mind, I, you know, I've got stuff to do. So he's like, okay. And then he's like, but let me, before I leave, let me just say, you know, every dark cloud has a silver lining. I mean, what I'm trying to say is that it's always darkest just before the dawn. I mean, what I mean is the sun will come out tomorrow. Oh, no. So it's ridiculous. <laughs> He's trying so hard. He's like, I'm using a lot of cliches, aren't I? And she says, bet your bottom dollar. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's pretty quick. Now, the cute thing about this is that Alyssa Milano's very first acting was Annie. She was an oh. orphan uh, in the stage production of Annie. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I did not know that. And so he's like, okay. And then he goes to leave and he says, you know, all right, one more thing just before I go. Every door that closes, another one opens. And she's like, well, you close the door. Yeah. And he Close leaves. that door. Yeah. Now, outside of her room, there are two pictures and it's fruit. But I'm pretty sure that before when we've seen the exterior of that door, they were butterflies. But I uh-huh. did not go back and look. But I'm pretty sure they used to be butterflies. They updated it. Yeah. So what happened? Did they lose the butterflies at some point? So they were like, oh, crap. Well, we've got these two pictures of fruit. And then they just put we've them there We've got these instead. two pictures of fruit. <laughs> God put for- these up there. God forbid any of these walls had family photos. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But like, what do you, how do you navigate that? You know? Yeah. Family photos. That's true. This is a tough one in this house because like. Mm. Who's in the photo? Tony's just an employee, so yeah. But it, can he hang up pictures of his family? Yeah, but at this point, I feel like I Angela would have the picture printed for him, put it in a frame, and hang it on the wall. That's true. So yeah. it is surprising that they don't have more. Like the only thing that's, and obviously it's easier for um, you know continuity purposes that the stuff usually stay the same, but. Um, the only time they have family photos up is when they're used as a plot point, like when the picture of Jonathan <laughs> right. and Angela were there when he was trying point. to that's make so out with that girl. Yeah, that's so true. Now downstairs, it's later that evening, and they're eating the manicotti that Sam doesn't want. Which so uh, manicotti, by the way? Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, if you want to know what it is, sure. I'm surprised you don't know. I, I Your don't mom know. would be very. Oh, she's probably upset right now. Yeah. Disappointed in you. <laughs> manicotti, literally, little sleeve, is what it's. 
manicotti means, <laughs> which okay. I'm, I'm about to explain to okay. you why. Please. It, it is an Italian-American form of pasta. Manicotti are very large pasta tubes, like sleeves, oh. um, usually rigid. Um, it's exactly, I'll be honest with you, for once, is exactly what I thought it was, but okay. I didn't want to say anything because I figured I'd be wrong. But um, they're intended to be stuffed and baked, filled generally with ricotta cheese, okay. which you would hate. Yes. And mixed with um, cooked chopped spinach and possibly ground meat, such as veal. Mm. So I know I've had manicotti before. Okay. So that's it why. It kind of sounds like stuffed shells. It's very similar. Yeah, which I, I do like, it. even though it has a lot of ricotta. I know, you don't like ricotta. Yeah, though. not a lot. Like some I don't mind. I but think manicotti when it's... is pretty much ricotta. Okay, then no. I'm not spinach interested. and like meat yeah. or something. No, thank you. Anyway. I'll have a stromboli instead. A stromboli. <laughs> So Angela says, you know, Tony, you got to eat. And he's like, well, if Sam's not eating, I'm not eating. And then Jonathan, so it's just the three of them having dinner. I know. Because I guess Mona's out on her date with Max. And Jonathan right. gets up and he's like, you know, if I got dumped by a girl, I wouldn't be that upset. But I've got cable. <laughs> Jonathan's got his priorities <laughs> in the right place as far as I'm concerned. And this is probably like when cable was brand new. I know. You know? Yeah, right. So he's pretty excited about all these well, channels. Well, not brand new, but... Well, the, not probably, brand new, but... I mean, I remember having cable as a kid. Oh, okay. In New York. Yeah, I guess so. But maybe not when everybody. I was like five. Okay. <laughs> All right, then never mind. No, but I mean like but maybe just cable like the is amount very, of channels. Right. Not like, then, yeah. Because MTV sure. wasn't around until like 1985, so we're at True. 1988 now. So, you know, there's... The wait. level of cable was probably intense. Oh, no, wait, maybe... TV was a little earlier than that because oh, 1982, I think, or 84. Oh, no, no, I think it is. I'll sense. find out. Uh, 1981. Okay, yeah, 81. So you're way off. I was off, and I should know this because an email well, went out at work saying that it's the 40th anniversary. It is. That's the, that's the name. 40th yeah. would be 81. Yeah, okay. Angela stops him, and she's mm -hmm. like, honey, you can't replace people with cable. He says you can when you have 58 channels. But Jonathan hasn't gotten dumped yet. Will wow, we? It's actually, it's, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. Mm -hmm. It's the but the point that we're recording this podcast, which is August first. Yeah. It is August first, nineteen eighty one. Oh, so okay. MTV is exactly forty years old today. Nice. That explains yeah. the email that went out. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> that, you. That I apparently didn't read the but whole I thing because I wasn't sure what the date. Forty was. years. Wow. God. Yeah. So that means I was five. Eight. What? No, I was eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, you were eight. I was five. So Sam does come downstairs, and she gets a plate out. She sits in Jonathan's seat, mm. which is funny because if she were to sit in the empty seat where her plate is, we now would see the back of her head. So, you know, for blocking reasons, Alyssa Milano needs to sit in Jonathan's seat, so then she right. just so takes can, the plate right. yeah, and puts it on hers. And then... But this puts her next to Angela as opposed to next to Tony. And but Angela's still wearing this terrible outfit is, with, the uh, with the gray clouds. I and know. The... It's all the same day. But I, I am know, really but... enjoying Angela's hair this year. It's just not quite as shellacked yeah. as it has been in yeah, the past. Yeah, that's true. And Angela's really ripping into that manicotti. She likes it. <laughs> of course she loves Tony's cooking. I know. And she loves pasta. Who doesn't? So Tony's very excited to see Smith, and he's like, oh, hi, are you feeling better? And Sam's like, Dad, I told you I'm fine, and I'm, I'm just very hungry. So <laughs> Tony so says... So he gives her three <laughs> tubes of manicotti, <laughs> one after the other. I mean, there's no way... She's going to eat all A girl that. her size is yeah. going to eat all of that manicotti. <laughs> I know, but he's used to feeding Angela, who deceptively can eat more than she looks I like guess she so. would be able I to. I guess so. <laughs> God. And he's like, did you hear this, Angela? She's hungry. <laughs> so Angela says, you know, I remember on the road to recovery, I used to eat tons too. Mm, the road to recovery. <laughs> and then. I don't want to know about it. But then Angela's like, ah, I mean, every time I got hungry. Like she's trying to catch herself. Now, just then, Mona mm, comes in. Yep. And Tony says, hey, Mona. What do you say? And she says, I say men are scum. Oh, boy. Yeah. What happened? I don't know. Things did not go well with it Max. It didn't. Huh? It didn't. She says they're filthy, testosterone-filled balls of slime. Wow. They all kind of, like, Sam's looking at her like, yeah, you're, you're actually right. 
Tony's looking at her like he's a little scared. And Angela just seems concerned. But Tony's like, it never bothered you before. <laughs> so. Oh, I like that Angela says, did you and Max have one of your little tiffs? Tiffs, yeah. Tiffs. <laughs> who, who says that? <laughs> who uses tiffs? <laughs> and then Mona says, my tiffs are not little. Uh, and Angela's like, I think oh, she's confused God. about what word she was using. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I don't know. Tiffs? I said tiffs. Oh, that's funny. I didn't even put it together that way, but that's probably exactly <laughs> yeah, what they exactly. were going for. That's what I thought. That's immediately where my head went. Yes. Mona says, there we were, finishing, finishing an incredibly romantic dinner. And that's exactly what she thought, because the look on Angela's face, she puts right. her head in her yes. hand like, oh my God. Oh my God. God, I can't believe you just said that. Yeah. Yeah. In front of a child. Right, sorry. <laughs> she says, we were finishing this incredibly romantic dinner, slowly licking creme brulee off Ugh. of each other's fingers. Oh, why? I know, no, that's, that's disgusting. disgusting. Nobody wants to do that. No. And do you know what Max wanted to do next? <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts. Tony covers Samantha's ears. <laughs> and then he says, what? And she says, he wanted to go home and watch Carson. So when he realizes that that's the answer, he's like, oh. And so he takes his hands off of Samantha's ears. And he says, he wanted to go home and watch Carson. <laughs> I know he yells it. You know, it's fun. Like he's still covering her ears. Right. But um, what's it? I mean, the guy's not young. Maybe... Some nights he just wants to go home and watch. Neither of them are young. Carson and I relax. Know. I mean, maybe he can't go to Poundtown every night. <laughs> Got to relax. Well, that sometime. probably would have led to. I mean, everybody has had sex during those late shows. Yeah, I guess. Did so. anyone actually watch them? I don't but, know. Um, but what happened to Max's child? I don't know. <laughs> We're that just, kid. Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe he didn't have it, have they're, the kid tonight. They're just know. going out all the time. Doesn't matter. Mona wanted to go to Africa for an after dinner drink. Mm. And Tony's like, can't you just get a nightcap in Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> but Samantha's like, no, dad, it's this hot new club in the city. And he's, she, he's like, oh, oh, that Africa. Then Mona says, I was right in the middle of telling him he was a gum flapping old coot. When he stood up, gave me the key back to my apartment, and walked off. Wow. Can you check what the word coot means? Because now I'm worried um, I'm saying something disgusting. No, I don't think. I mean, if they said it in the show. Well, I mean, yeah, but sometimes they, like, have... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) See pictures of birds. Well, it says an aquatic (laughs) coot, an aquatic bird in the rail family with blackish plumage. Plumage. Lob, plumage and lobbed feet and a bill that extends back and back oh, to the forehead okay. as a horny shield. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? I don't know, but okay. Oh, or, uh, wait. Wait, okay. Definition oh. number two. Hang on. A foolish or eccentric person, typically an old man. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I think she went for number two, not okay. number one. I was just bird. making sure it wasn't something racial that we didn't know about that. No. No, it's goofy. just a foolish or eccentric person, okay. typically an old man. So, Sam gets up to comfort her, and she's like, oh, Mona, you got dumped. But Mona's like, no. I mean, I didn't get dumped. Someone at my age doesn't get dumped. I got left. Hmm. Damn, I got dumped. <laughs> she realizes yeah, She realizes it. it. Yeah. Angela stands up and goes over to her and is like, Mother, you know, I'm so sorry. I knew I know how much Max means to you. Max, who we haven't seen, uh, yeah, and however <laughs> seen or long. heard of in so and long. And she's been doing whatever, and she's, I feel like. You yeah. Know. I know. Like, we haven't really, I guess, seen her out on dates, but. I know, but I feel like the way Mona is, there's been uh, with one the guy or two or ten since right. Ma- last time we saw Max. <laughs> yeah. Angela says, if there's anything I can do to help, please let me know. And Mona says, you already have, dear. I paid for dinner with your charge card. <laughs> because I guess Max left her there then. Yeah, Max really pulled a shit yeah, move here. I feel like Max has been thinking about this for a while, and it just finally yeah, got to him. Maybe he tonight lost was it. the night. Yeah. And, Sam- like, and I like that he gave her back the key. Right. Like, So I guess that tells you Max has been... In and out of there, and we just didn't know. No, yeah, I guess he's been showing up. Leslie Nielsen's been all over that backyard. We had no idea. I, I suppose. <laughs> and when you say backyard, you mean? <laughs> oh dear God! The yard. Oh. Samantha's like, I know how you feel, Mona. Like, 
Jesse was the same way. It was his way or the highway. Oh, see. Yeah. yeah. Now they get heated. Men bashing party right, right here. <laughs> so it's happens. on now. Mona's like, don't you just hate the way men take you for granted? And Sam's like, yeah, never asking what you want to do. Mm. And Mona's like, yeah, always thinking that they're, they're right. Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, and never admitting that they're wrong. And then when they are wrong, it's their fault. And so Mona's like, tell it, sister. <laughs> Amen so and hallelujah. Yeah, they're going back and forth. She's like, they don't ever ask for directions. And she's like, who? Uh, they're like, men, who needs them? And they go walking out. Now, on the way out, Mona starts doing the free at last. Yeah, the Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. speech. Free at last. Yes. But see, like, I feel like you would not hear this today. And it gets a, a huge laugh from the audience. But in today's climate, I don't think mm. that you should take something that serious and right. then make a joke about it in this situation. Yeah, 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 you wouldn't. Yeah, I think you, I don't think you, Yeah, you definitely wouldn't see that today. But back in this time period, obviously, no one even blinked an eye because yeah, the audience is a very roaring. funny situation. Right. And there's probably an audience of mostly white people. So then Tony's kind of standing there afterwards and he goes, I always ask for directions. <laughs> I know, but you that's Tony. Do you believe that shit? No. No. Do you believe Tony Dan- uh, no. Tony Maselli asks for directions? No. No. He gets out. What are, What were those old map books called? Triptych. Is that what it was? The ones we used to have in the news vehicles at work? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. Like- A triptych is like when you, oh my God, this will show my age, is before you were going on a big road trip, you could go to AAA and they would m- make you a page-by-page map oh, really? of where you're going. <laughs> That's a triptych. I'm oh, okay. sorry. That's not. I mean, I, it's a map, but like it would give you page by page of. It was like um like the reporter's notebook. It was like a long skinny oh, notebook, okay. and it would be. And I remember we were going through when we would go up to New York. We go by the page. We'd right, flip the right. Page. Oh, where are we? At? Where are we on the triptych? And it would show you. You know, you're on interstate. Yeah, we probably did that. You know, that whatever too, forty, going York, and you're going. I don't remember. And it was just this. It, they literally made a special flip book just for you just for your trip and it was actually pretty cool it was the navigator there was it was the tom tom or the ways or whatever i say i'm even thinking later like in the late 90s early 2000s when we worked at uh fox yeah those are um, they had those big thick books and i can't remember what it was called i know what you're talking about like every road right that's funny now when i was just in georgia with my um mom they were planning a trip to take the girls on a little rv trip through nashville or, or tennessee did they get and, a trip take? no but they have software that you can do it at home now and it's just for rvs because like rvs need to know special oh, where you can go right. and where you can't Different go roads and so you, all that yeah right. so you basically you plot where you want to go and then it gives you a whole like pages that you can print out that then say like what roads you need right, to take and sense. what you need to avoid but obviously it's much easier because you can just do it at home now on your computer all right so and tony's like oh you know huh and then angela's like i know i know and she's patting him on the back but come on you know there was an episode that we didn't see where they got lost and angela and tony were yelling at each other oh yeah now up in samantha's bedroom she is looking at what a picture is of Jesse. clearly a headshot of Scott Bloom. I know, it's great. <laughs> in a frame and listening to uh, records. And she's like, do you remember this one? It played on our first date. None of these songs are recognizable. So whether they were recognizable at the time and right. the licensing ran out right. or they were never recognizable, I'm not sure. And she's like, they played this on the radio on our first date. And then she just starts scratching the hell out of the record. I know, it's angry. <laughs> then she puts another one on. Whose records are these? They better be hers. And then she's like, this one was the slow dance we ha- we did the night you asked me to go steady. And then she starts scratching that one. I know. And then that one's destroyed. Yes. Now, Tony is outside her room. Oh, my gosh. There's a shot of Samantha, and you can see her like dresser with the mirror, like her vanity area. Mm-hmm. There's this awesome like '80s mirror, like a little makeup mirror that was probably made by Caboodle <laughs> or something. Oh my gosh, it's so cool! Our daughter would love that. So he heard that record screech. He's outside the door, and he opens it up, and he's like, "Are, are you okay?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm fine." And he shuts the door again. And he's like, oh, "Okay," and then he hears records screeching again as he leaves. <laughs> Now, downstairs, I know. 
It's Mo- not any better. <laughs> no. Mona apparently has lifted the TV and put it on the coffee table because it's <laughs> very close. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> she's got pillows piled in her lap and she's watching some kind of show where someone is proclaiming their love and then she's yelling, I'm going to puke. So Tony's like, if you're just going to sit here and yell at the TV screen, why are you watching this? And she's like, oh, because it's great. In the end, this guy's car bursts into flames. It's, well, it's Stephen's car. And I wonder if she's watching something particular. Oh, that's a good question. And I also love when they have these scenes because I bet it's a crew or someone associated with the show doing the voiceover of the um, actors on this mm. on the TV. And the, when we've seen this before, which is way back um, in the Betty White episode, which the name I can't remember right now, they even mentioned the name Prudence, which I'm pretty sure was a callback or a call out to one of the writers at the time, Prudence Frazier. So maybe Steven is even just somebody's name on the show. I know. Yeah. I don't think it's anything particular. So she's still yelling at the, sh- at the TV and Tony just goes into the kitchen so he goes in and Angela's sitting there and he's like, this, we have one woman upstairs scratching records. We have another one screaming at the TV. Like we, we are not a happy family here right now. <laughs> and Angela says, Tony, getting dumped is serious business. You need to give mother and Sam some time, time and space that they can heal. Jonathan comes in right then. I didn't get that. Could oh. you try again? Oh, I see. oh my gosh, serious talking. Jonathan comes in and he says, it's not safe for men in this house. And Tony's like, what happened, partner? (laughs) Not safe for men in this house. Jonathan's like, I just passed through the living room and said, what's up? And grandma said the toilet seat and it was all my fault. Mm. Mm -hmm. I just love that um, Tony's trying to like bond with him. Like, what's up, partner? Like, they're the only men in the house. Right. (laughs) They got to stick together at this point. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Angela's like, Angela says, it's not your fault. Like, Grandma's just going through this phase where she has very strong feelings about men right now. Mm. And Jonathan's like, what feelings? And she says, hatred. Well, uh, <laughs> hatred. <laughs> right. Tony's like, you know, there's a lot of this going around. I've been very patient, but we got to do something about these two wackos. Wackos. Right. Like, why are they wackos? And Angela's like, no, no, wait a minute. You know, we have to do this logically. These women were hurt by men, mm. and I don't think it's a very good idea for you to go out there because you are a man. And he says, I am not a man. I am a father. I am gender neutral. Oh. Yeah. How do you think that works, being the father of two daughters? I don't know. You think you're gender neutral, or do you think they don't want to talk to you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Tony's going to be seen as gender neutral. No, not at all. I mean, maybe a bit with Samantha, but not with Mona. He's not going to get anywhere with Mona. No, no. And then he's like, oh, okay, you're right. Okay, so I'll be at the library. Good luck, woman. And then he leaves. He picks up some books and a little jacket and he goes out. Now, I'm not loving Angela's hair here because it's like combed from one ear all the way over to yeah, the other ear. Yeah, there's something ear. weird going on there. <laughs> But that was a look. So Angela calls for Sam to come down the stairs. And she turns off the television. And Mona's like, why did you do that? I was enjoying myself. Mm -hmm. Apparently. (laughs) She's all set up here like Mrs. Wilmington when she was living on their couch for a while. She's got crap and popcorn (laughs) and stuff all over the coffee table. The mess. So she brings over Sam over to the couch and sits her down. And Sam's like, oh, no. And then they're, they're both like, oh, come on. Angela's like, okay, it's time that we had a heart to heart to heart. <laughs> she says, I know, you know, what you've been through. You risked a lot and you lost and you, you know, but is it really going to help you to just sit around the house and be angry? You need to know that there's an important resource in this house that can provide warmth and sustenance. Mm. It's sisterhood. Oh, oh no, she says, do you know what that resource is? And Mona says, natural gas. <laughs> natural gas. <laughs> and Angela says, no, sisterhood. And so she's kind of grasping both of their hands on either side of her. But they're just like, oh, whatever, lady. And she says, you know, don't sell it short. Like, you, we need to bond together. And Sam's like, you know, thanks for helping. But Mona and I are doing just fine. 
And Mona says, if we want advice about relationships, we'll go to an expert, like a Gabor sister. <laughs> a Gabor sister. Yeah. So this was probably way more relevant at the time. <laughs> I know. But Angela's like, okay, you want to use them as an example? Let's go with that. She says, with or without a man, the Gabor sisters have always maintained their joie de vie. Is that how you say that? I guess. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend I know. She's like, you wouldn't catch them moping around the penthouse. Jaja popped up on the Merv Griffin show. Ava went on to do Green Acres. She says, whatever, they never let anything, they remained active and vital. They didn't let anything get them down. We could all learn from a Gabor sister. I don't understand where this is going. <laughs> well, I guess she's just trying to tell them. First of all, she's put on her, like, advertising hat. She's giving a presentation and like, a meeting. She's trying to sell here. it, but... Yeah. Second, I think she's just saying, like... You know, if because Mona brought up the Gabor sisters, I know, and but she's like, you know, the but obviously Angela doesn't really know anything about how these women handled anything, but she's just trying to say that they, you know, they picked themselves up and they still went on and they were right. very successful. I looked up the Gabor sisters a bit because I was, you know, like I said, this reference would have been way more, um. Relevant, relevant at yeah. the time, and in looking them up, they were almost like the eighties. Um, Kardashians, yeah. in a way. Yeah. So there were three sisters, which Magda doesn't get mentioned here. She wasn't an actress, so she must have been the least um, famous of the three. Magda, Jaja, and Ava. Mm. Uh, they were basically known as like socialites. Jaja and Ava were actors and did stuff like The Love Boat. They popped up on Hollywood Squares. Um, like she said, yeah, Ava was on, uh, on Green Acres. Place, yeah. yeah. And then this is kind of sad. So Ava was the first sister to pass away in 1995. She oh. was 76 years old. She was the youngest sister. Oh. And um, her mother was still alive. So they didn't tell her mother that she had passed. So I'm guessing the mother must have been old. And Yeah, or there like, was some kind of Alzheimer's or dementia yeah, kicking they did, in. Yeah, they didn't want to do anything to damage her health. So right. the mom died then um, two years later, along with the oldest sister, Magda. And Jaja didn't pass away until 2015. I remember mm. when she died because it obviously wasn't that long ago, like six years ago. So that's Angela's little, <laughs> that's her I know, but talk. it doesn't, I don't know. <laughs> so she walks out. nowhere fast. She walks out and Sam says, you know, she's your daughter. I just live here. <laughs> but Mona's like, you know what, though? The crazy thing is she's right. So they oh, okay. obviously So she got whatever. something out of that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess just meant stop moping around and don't let a breakup get to this upset and just move on. Which is always easier said than done. Yeah, but right. it is funny now, like, as an, ad as an adult who's been married for 106 years and hasn't had any of these experiences in a long time, whenever I who's see... Who's that? <laughs> whenever... What does that mean, 106 years? I'm just joking, like, we've been married forever. No, I know, but oh. sorry that it's felt like 106 <laughs> years. I don't mean it like wow. that. No, I but know. I just mean like I'm so no, know, far removed from anything like this. Right. So when I see any of these kind of breakups, I'm like, God, you know, like, I don't know. If a guy isn't in you, just move on. But at the time, that wasn't easy. Right. And I struggled with that for a long time before we got together. So, yeah, so I guess it's just something that you have to go through and you have to figure it out for your own. But I hope that our daughters don't spend a lot of time getting hung up on people who are not worth it. Yeah, no kidding. And not to say that there's anything wrong with the people. It's just, you know, people are right for each other and people are not right for each other. Right, and there's right, really right. nothing you can do to change that. But the only thing you can do is remove yourself from the situation and continue to look for the person who is right for you. Okay, so now it's later. Tony opens the door and he's like, I don't hear any record scratching or screaming. <laughs> like something's different here. This was an abrupt cut. And Kevin and I were trying to see if we could find... A missing scene and we were not successful so it is a pretty abrupt cut from it is mona and samantha on the couch to then uh tony opening the front door but on crackle roku and antenna they all cut this way it's so, like everybody they disappeared and angela appeared on the couch yeah. and the door opened it so, was very weird like even a dissolve would sell it a little bit better like right oh time you know 
change of time yeah. or whatever. I don't know. It is possible that in the original run, there was an, a scene that was cut really early in syndication, so mm-hmm. it's never made it to any of these. Look at, there's the bench. There's the bench that likes to pop up in places by their front door there. Okay, so Angela's sitting on the couch. He's like, I don't hear anything. And she says, they are getting ready to go out to dinner. Yep. And he's like, amen and hallelujah. She says, all it took was a little sensitivity, a little understanding, and, you know, women stuff. And he's like, I would like to thank you and your women things. Your women things. (laughs) So now... Sam and Mona come down the stairs, and they are all dressed up. I don't know what Sam's wearing, but I'm sure at the time, I thought it was cute. Yeah. It's like a mustard-colored jacket. It's very Rhythm Nation looking, especially later when she takes the uh, top jacket off. Mona's dressed up, too, and they're joking about how the paparazzi is going to pop their lenses. What? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) And Angela's into it. She's all excited for them. And then Tony's like, hold up, where are you going? And Sam says, Mona's taking me out on the town. We're going to the hot new club, Africa. He says, how hot? And Sam's like, don't worry about it, Dad. I'm with a responsible adult. And as they go out the door, Mona says, hi-ho, silver. No. I, Is that also a reference to I mean, Roy it's, Rogers, it's a, Gene? No, I mean, Audrey, it's a or? reference to, to the Long Ranger. Oh, okay. So I guess it's kind of long, still along long, those Along the same lines. lines yeah, but like yeah. that was his, his high-ho silver because yeah. the silver was the horse. Oh, okay. The Long Ranger. I don't know. Now, Angela's excited. She's like, my mother and your daughter. Isn't that such a pretty picture? And then Tony's like, well, it depends on how you look at it. And she's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, I don't, you know, Sam's in a vulnerable state. I don't even know that she should be going out. And Angela's like, don't worry, but she's with mother. And he's like, yeah, well, that's another thing. And she's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, you know Mona. And she's like, I don't know. No, why don't you tell me? So we kind of have like two storylines going on in this episode. We have... The whole Mona and Samantha dealing with getting broken up with. And then late in the episode, they kind of introduced this twist, which is Mo- uh, Angela and Tony kind of going head to head over whether or not Mona is a good influence on Sam. So obviously, Angela knows Mona's history. But I think also right. Angela realizes that she's with a child and she would never do anything to endanger Sam. Or put her in any kind of uncomfortable situation. And I'm sure deep down, Tony knows that too. But I think he's just worried that she's going to tell Sam stuff. that Like, he's so overprotective of Sam that anything that comes out of Mona's mouth is probably going to be too much for him. (laughs) (laughs) And this also makes me think, okay, so Angela knows that Mona is kind of off the wall. But she sees that her mother is more talk, I think, than Mm. anything. So this kind of almost makes me like Mona a bit more here because, like, if Angela's vouching for the fact that she knows that Mona's kind of silly, but she probably figures she doesn't even mean half the stuff she says, that she knows she's going to be fine with Samantha. So he, Tony's like, you know what? Maybe we should drop this subject. But she's like, no. I mean, I want you to tell me. And he's like, well, all he says is, you know... Right. (laughs) And she's like, what kind of crack is that? My mother happens to be a wonderful person whom everybody loves. And then Tony's like, "Uh, uh, uh, and he goes on and on. That doesn't. (laughs) But like, I don't don't understand why she's getting so upset. She knows her mother's reputation. I know. But again, like I think she thinks he's being ridiculous to think that Sam would be in any kind of danger being with her. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's being a father. Right. You know, and Angela trusts Jonathan, obviously, with Mona, but I guess she figures, you know, it's kind of a double standard there, and he's younger, but I I don't think that Angela sees this as any different than if Mona was to take Jonathan out. Like, she knows Mm. she's going to not let Sam drink, not let Sam go off with any guys, not put Sam in any kind of compromising situation, and of course she's not. Like, Mona's crazy, but she's not that crazy, <laughs> you know? And I think this does kind of vouch for the fact that Mona's more talk than anything else. Yeah, that's true. So she says, as soon as he says, you know, she says, you should be ashamed of yourself. 
And then she walks away. And Tony's like, what did I say? And she just yells, you know. And then she goes back to the den that we never see. And then Tony just looks like, I'm getting yelled at by another woman now. (laughs) Where's Jonathan? I know, right? I need to go pee and leave a, a toilet seat up somewhere so I can feel manly. So now we cut to Africa. And you see a woman get up from a table, kiss the man she's with, and walk out. And you may think, oh, that's just somebody in the background, but they're going to be back. Now we see Mona and Samantha come in, and they're both giggling, and they get seated at a table together. And Sam's like, Mona, you're so bad. Do you really think he believed that you were Jaja? And she's like, well, it got us this table. <laughs> so they, a waiter comes over, and he asks them what uh, they would like to drink if they want any water. So they say, oh, Sam says just water. And then he has like a bunch of different types of water, which right, of course, like this is, yeah, <laughs> this is like, so just the normal joke that you would get at a restaurant where they're supposed to feel a little out of water. Oh, huh. fish out of water. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I didn't I mean to have did that. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, we have French Alp, Adirondack, or our amusing little domestic blend. And so Mona orders the water like a champ. She knows. She's like, we'll have two Swiss Alps with a twist non-carbonated and light on the cubes and sam's impressed she's like wow you really know your your water (laughs) now a man comes over to the table and he asks them are you alone and mona says how could we be alone when there are two of us here or perhaps you think that because we are without a man we are incomplete but we are two very complete human beings and we don't need a male companion And the guy's like, I just wanted to borrow the chair. And then he walks away. (laughs) Now, I looked this guy up. His name is Ray Vicente. Oh, yeah. And he was the stage manager for Who's the Boss? 189 episodes. So they must have just been like, hey, do you want to be in this episode? (laughs) Or he asked them, can I be in this episode? And he is still working as a stage manager today. Oh, wow. Yeah, Penn & Teller fool us. Oh, okay. That's shot in Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Survivor. Um, lots of big shows. Dancing with the Stars. Like mostly live audience stuff. Right, right, um, right. And award shows and stuff like that. But yeah. So I thought that was great. That's really cute. And then in the 80s, he worked mostly on like on Who's the Boss? Like I said, 189 episodes. And then also wow. a bit on Married with Children. And a wow. couple others. So he walks away and he doesn't even get the chair out of it. Poor guy. <laughs> And Mona says, he wanted us. And Sam's like, yes, definitely. He didn't get the chair. (laughs) No, he just left. So they start looking over their menu. When the woman who kissed her date comes back from, I'm guessing, the bathroom, and she goes up to him and she puts her hands over his eyes and says, guess who's back? And he says, is it the woman of my dreams? And she's like, it better be or you're in big trouble. Oh, boy. Yeah. So then she sits down. And he says, did I ever tell you that I would die without you? And Mona leans back and says, why wait? (laughs) Why wait? (laughs) So terrible. But Sam's like, come on, Mona, let's just ignore them and enjoy our evening. So this couple's name is Cheryl and Austin. We know this now because Austin gets down on one knee. And he's like, Cheryl? And she says, yes, Austin. And he says, will you make me the happiest man alive and become my bride? And she says, yes. And she's like, yes, yes, yes. And he doesn't, it seems like he's not sure. He's like, are, right. are you saying yes? And Mona's like, God, are you deaf? <laughs> Why is Mona being so mean to these people? I don't know. She's like, just angry Yeah, in I know. But it's just, it is funny. But it's like, meanwhile, these people are like having one of the most um, momentous occasions of their lives. And she's yelling at him <laughs> from the table over. So he stands up and he's like, hey, everybody, she said, yes, we're getting married. So now just to like add insult to injury for Mona and Sam, three waiters come over and start singing. (laughs) I looked up these waiters. um, They're listed in here as singing waiter. And I think only one had like a few credits. They weren't and they didn't even have pictures. I ended up seeing that they had credits, but I didn't know for what. Yeah, not very many. Um, So, yeah, so they're singing and then... They go, like, the, this, the song goes on for a while. And Mona, once they're done singing, Mona's like, do you want sardines as an appetizer? 
sardines. <laughs> and then Sam's looking at Cheryl and Austin, and she's like, you know, they were really, she is, she probably will be a very pretty bride. And then Mona's like, yeah, it really was kind of romantic. But they're like, ah, who needs it, right? But they're realizing that deep down it is something that they both want. So Mona asks Sam, you know, you really miss Jesse. And she's like, no way. And then she says, I miss Max. And she's like, really? So she was just trying to be tough. But really, she does miss Jesse. Oh, yeah. And uh, she's like, I w- miss the way he used to say, oh, Mona, when I embarrassed him, which <laughs> happened quite a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sam says, you want to hear something? I do miss Jesse. And then she's like, I can't believe I just said that. Mm. And she's like, you know, I'm having such a good time, but I just keep thinking about him and it doesn't make any sense. And Mona's like, no, it doesn't, but it doesn't have to. You know, it hurts and we risked and we lost. Sooner or later, we'll do it all over again. Okay. And then a really cute That's guy not, I guess walks. it's not encouraging. I don't know. <laughs> encouraging. Sorry. I mean, it is, I no, guess. No, I know, I know. It's I know, just kind of what you do. Yeah. The only time I was really skinny was every time I would get dumped. Oh. Yeah. So if you could just break up with me for like six months. Uh, yeah, like not mean it, but just don't let me know well, that. Where am I going to go? <laughs> I got to go somewhere. <laughs> so a cute guy walks by the table and Mona looks over and she's like, maybe sooner rather than later. Yeah, right. And I they mean, both start Mona. giggling. That's yeah. some classic Mona yeah. right there. <laughs> so, and the guy that walks by, I, w- I wonder who that is. It, he I looks know. like he's straight out of a soap opera, yeah. like it's from back there's, then. It's okay, funny. So there's two. So there is a Gary Sachs that's okay. bar patron uncredited. Oh, that's probably him. That might be him. Yeah. Because yeah, no one else here would that's fit funny. it. That's funny. Yeah. That's really funny. So now they cut to back home where Tony is pacing. And he's like, it's 11.02 and they're not home yet. Where are they? And mm. Mon- Angela says, probably somewhere between the male strip club and the tattoo parlor. <laughs> mm, that does not help. <laughs> no, not at all. But it does show how ridiculous Tony is being. Because, like, where does he think they are? And just then he hears singing through the door. And the two of them are singing the song that the waiters were singing to the couple who just got engaged. Mm. So they come in through the door and he's like, you're drunk. And Sam's like, no, it's just the water talking. The and water talking. He's like, what happened? And she said, we had dinner. We laughed. We got invited to a wedding. <laughs> Life is good. And then Tony looks at Mona and says, how good? And she's like, just good, good. clean, 16-year-old good. PG-rated good. Oh. And she says, and now this R-rated lady is exhausted. And she says, goodbye. I know. Mona's out. Yeah, this well, Mona... So, Oh, well, I guess she wanted to go for an after-dinner yeah. drink, but it's 11, and Mona's... When does Carson start? At like 11? I so, guess, 11.30. Yeah, Mona's home just then, too. And Sam's just standing here in her little Carson. Rhythm Nation outfit. I but know. she goes over to Mona, and she says, thank you. And she gives her a kiss, and then she mm, gives her a big very hug. Very nice. You know, it is very sweet. And then she turns to Tony, and she says, I could have never gotten through this without her. She's oh, the greatest. That's very nice, too. I know. Which is great. I mean, this is part of the reason why Tony wanted to bring Samantha into this situation because not only did he want a better life for her, but it helps to have a couple of other women around that she right. can talk to, which is right. something that he can't provide for her right, right. now. Right, yep. yeah. And then she says, good night, Dad. And she gives him a kiss and she goes upstairs. And so, then here comes Angela. <laughs> I know. So Angela, who has missed this whole interaction, comes back out from the den all angry. Just pissed. Yeah, and says, let, and let me tell you another thing mm. about my mother. <laughs> and he just says, she's the greatest. And yeah. he gives Angela a big hug. I know, which is very nice. I know, it's a really sweet, this is another really sweet hug that we've had. What was the other one we had recently? Oh, uh, Yankee Doodle Yankee Maselli, Doodle. that yeah, was a yeah. really sweet hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he gives her a big hug. Now, in the tag, they're all lined up on the couch watching something on TV that's very sad. Mona's crying, and she's saying, this is so sad. (laughs) Sam's crying, and she's like, no matter how many times I see this. Angela's crying, and she's like, I don't think I can take much more of this. And then Tony's crying, and he's like, pass me the hankies. (laughs) Pass me the hankies. 
So Jonathan comes in. He's the only one not invited to watch the movie. Poor Jonathan. I know. What was he again playing in traffic outside? <laughs> or watch whatever it is they're watching. Right. And he's like, what movie are you watching? And they're like, it's not a movie. It's the telephone commercial. <laughs> and they all just keep crying. <laughs> and Sam puts her head on Angela's shoulder, which is really cute, too. And I wonder, I bet you at the time there was some television commercial that yes, was very really touching. Yeah, really touching, yeah. Won't we can't remember now, like right. an AT&T or yeah. I don't know. But there were always, I mean, even, and they still have them sometimes, like the Maxwell, there's a coffee one that's really touching where like the sun comes home or whatever. So yeah, they've, they've always been sort of those commercials that are known to get to people. Oh yeah, right. And that's it. That's the episode. That's the episode. Okay. I gave this a seven. Okay. Yeah, I just, I mean, I like it. I'm really enjoying this season. You know, it's silly that we haven't heard of Max or Jesse in a while, but whatever. It's I know, it's, it's, it's sitcom. We got to do yeah. stories and blah, blah, blah. Yes, I thought. And it, you're right. I think they would, they left it, since they left the relationship open-ended, the relationships. Yeah. Sorry, I'm taking over on your rating. No, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just hard. They One, getting Leslie Nielsen to ever be back on the show was going to be difficult. So they had to kind of wrap up his story. And I think if they hadn't come up with this idea for a double dump, we may have never heard of Max again. That's but true. But then when they came up with this idea, they were probably like, oh, we'll have Mona right, been right. with Max with this whole time. We just haven't seen him. And then, you know, I don't know what Scott Bloom was doing at the time, but maybe, you know, depending on scheduling or whatever. Right. Or they just had this, because that was way more open-ended. Like, at least Marry Me Mona, you could think that they ended it after she didn't want to get married. But True. Sam, the last time we saw him was prom night, I think. So it seems as though they would have still been together. But they just, I guess either they decided that they weren't going to use him anymore and they wanted this storyline or maybe he had something he needed to go do. True, yeah. But yeah, but they probably don't know these things until they're like breaking out all the outlines. But yes, so I, I thought it was a good use of everyone. I really liked the putting, there's always this, um, story writing idea of putting two characters who don't often interact together in an episode together. Right, right, And this right. is a really good example of that. Mm-hmm. So this took Mona and Samantha, who we normally don't get to see have a storyline together, and put them together. Right. And it made it for a really good episode. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and then character-wise, it brought these two characters closer together. And it also kind of brought up a fun uh, twist with Angela and Tony getting into a fight over it because... As much as Tony loves Mona and he normally doesn't judge her life at all, he doesn't want his daughter to be Mona. <laughs> right. And that was apparent in this episode. Right, yeah. right. But I thought it was great. I really am enjoying this season. Yeah, I know. Season five has been a very good, uh, enjoyable season mm-hmm. so far. I mean, we're six episodes in and there wasn't one that's like, I mean, like totally like, oh my God, what yeah. is going on no. in this episode? <laughs> Which we've had a few of those. Yes, we um, have. I give it a seven as well. It was overall an enjoyable episode. Um, I liked seeing the connection between um, between Mona and Samantha, um, you know, which you don't get to see a lot. And I think that, um, you know, the connection felt real. Like, you know, I mean, real in a sense where like, oh, well, they got dumped and would would Mona really be airing out her business that right. much with the entire family in that way? Maybe because it is Mona. Right. But again, she's an adult and, you know, would Samantha be that open? Anyway, I'm reading into it too much. I'm going off. It's late. Um, so anyway, yes, I have uh, enjoyed the episode. I, I gave it a seven as well. Who is the boss around here? Me or my mother? Or maybe it's you. Um, I went with Mona. Nice. Because I felt like Mona kind of, I mean, even though... You know, she, we lost her a little bit when she's yelling at the TV and everything. Um, I still feel like she had it all, you know, kind of together. And she kind of made, I mean, just like, just for the fact that a, that if a little, a younger child, I guess, is going through something when an adult does something unusual, like takes them out or does whatever, right. kind of, it makes them feel special. And right. it's a different, 
and just I don't know. I think Mona just made Samantha feel better about the whole thing and just kind of got her quote unquote through it. Right. Um, so and then you know in the end Mona knew you know whatever like she's gonna move on go to the next one which she says it in the episode. Right. Like it just it it is what it is. So, um, but yeah, I think Mona is the boss in this episode. I agree. Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I struggled with that. <laughs> I know I wasn't sure at first, but then I realized it definitely has to be Mona because I mean it's not Angela. I don't know what the hell Angela was doing. No, Speaking I mean Angela nonsense. was the catalyst to get them to go she out. Did, together. That's true. That's true. But and Tony was I don't know in panic mode. But I th- Tony was Tony. I just I Mona is an adult woman who has been through this many times and on right. much deeper levels, right. and so she kind of took this opportunity to help Samantha through her first breakup, you know, in a sensitive way, but also a strong way. True. And kind of, you know, pave the way for her for future relationships. Where I think Angela could have, I mean, and it worked out because Mona was also in the same situation as mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Samantha here. And Mo- Angela could have helped, but I think Angela was always going to be more... Um, I don't know. Like Angela had a harder time with relationships where Mona's easier at picking herself back up and moving on. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. So you can reach us at Who's the Boss Podcast on Instagram or Who's the Boss Pod One on Twitter. Go to Facebook, our pages, the Who's the Boss Podcast page, or go to anchor.fm slash WTB podcast. And there you can leave us a voice message. Next episode, we are covering. Life with father. Oh, this mm. might be our first. <laughs> oh, really? It's I a clip show. Oh, that's going to be tough. All right. How yeah. do we handle that? I don't know. We've done it before. Oh, actually, we, we have not done it before. I mean, it's been something. We've done something similar yeah. to a clip show, but they, it wasn't. They were all new scenes. Right. right. It was them, their memories, but new information to us. Oh, what do we do mm. with a clip show? Do I guess we'll it? find out. <laughs> no, we can't wait. We said at the beginning we're doing every single episode. I know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, if we've covered... Uh, what was that horrible spinoff with Fran Drescher? Oh yeah. Then we gotta do Life with Father. Okay. It probably won't be that bad. Maybe it'll we'll, it'll be a quick episode and we'll maybe have some fun. But with like it. a clip show, basically, it's just old old clips. Yeah, but well, but there is a storyline interwoven. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, you're right. We absolutely have to do it. Yes. Okay. 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 Thank you. Bye. Bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a big thumbs up. And tell all your friends. And maybe you can tell your grandma, your mother, and your sister or brother. Maybe have no siblings. Tell your dog and cats. Bye.